There it is. There it is. Flawless. That was really good. Flawless victory. That was it. And we're live on a camera. Yeah. Cameras, dual cameras. People get to see us now. I go pro. This is totally going to help your dating life. Yeah. Just watch. This is it. it. (laughs) This This is what we're doing now. We can try it at least. The only reason we're on video is because everybody wanted to see what Ralph looks like. That's right. They've we already got, seen Jake and I. We got so many comments in that says, let's see what he looks like so we can find him on Bumble. <laughs> find him on Bumble. My, co- my coffee's over there. Why don't you guys do the intro real quick? You're, where are you going? Oh, it's right <laughs> we had a little bit of a shifting thing yes. before. We're working with lighting now because <laughs> we're on video. All right, guys. So how's it going? It's going well. This is very exciting. So what prompted the idea? So yesterday, Ralph texted me photos that you guys were buying cameras and GoPros and whatnot. What yeah. sparked the idea? This is sponsored by GoPro. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it, adds, GoPro. It, it adds another <laughs> element to kind of the whole multimedia aspect of the Alternative Daily. And um, oh, I, I see what you did yeah, there. I see what I did. <laughs> and so um, I, I also heard from people that people like to see people and they want to see what we look like and uh, so that's why i'm wearing a hat so i can cover up my bald head uh, <laughs> but no i think it's really cool we're gonna we're gonna try this we'll try it for a little bit see how it works out i don't know if gopros are the answer to do that do it or not but we'll we'll try it gopros are so awesome i really want one too when i was in telluride when we were skiing and stuff a couple of the guys that i was with like strapped them to their helmets and everything and it was really cool to be able to watch the videos, especially of me crying every time I was going down the bunny slope. Well, well, since this one's sponsored by GoPro, uh, we will be giving away a GoPro today. <laughs> I'm not checking these emails anymore. It's ridiculous. And, um, I don't get anything. We will tell you how to. we're going to give away a GoPro later on in the show. But um, we have a good maybe show. one of these, maybe an autographed GoPro from me, Megan and Ralph. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how you, you couldn't even put it on there. But um, no, we uh, I'd order Garth box. Funny enough, we um, Ralph and I went to Best Buy yesterday to get these. And again, I have no clue. I wish I knew more about te- technology. I used to, um, but no I research. Went, I so you guys are just the ones that go into Best Buy and are like, just take my money. <laughs> really? That's exactly that's what, what happened. That's, that's and so <laughs> there's there's like four or five different GoPros. You have like your session, which is like well, one ninety nine. Then you have your next thing, it's just two ninety nine. And then you had your Hero Four Silvers, which are three ninety nine. And then they have a GoPro Hero Four Black, which is four ninety nine. So I'm like. Okay, this is on the company. I'm just going to get the most expensive one. <laughs> so we, we're there. We go get the most expensive one. We get two of them. And we get home. And I'm going through them. I'm like, there's no LCD screens on the back. Like, Really? Yeah, because I guess... Right. I don't know. I guess because it's like the newest technology. It, it's actually better HD or 4K or whatever. Right. They just don't... Ha- they can't put the um, LCD screen on the back. And so I was like, shit, Ralph. We've got to see what we're doing here. So <laughs> We're not even sure we're doing it right. No, you're not doing it right. But, um, the, uh, so I had to take them back. That was after Jake mauled the I, box. Yeah, Ralph was like, like I don't want to... absolutely s- destroyed it. He said, I don't want to stand beside you while you uh, um, take this back. Because literally the box was ripped. And so I and just the guy excited. sold it to us was huge. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> so, um, so we took them back and they did actually exchange them. So we, now we have the GoPro Hero 4 Silvers. Um, so, uh, yeah, listen later on and we'll tell you how you can win one of your very own. Valued at $399. Three, yeah, I, I, yeah, you give it away. Um, and then if you want to get the separate battery pack, it's like 79 bucks. And then a dual battery yeah. charger is another 79 Additional bucks. Accessories and then included. you have the, the <laughs> tripods are like another 80 bucks. And it's, so it's, um, they, they got a good business model. They know what they're doing. 
This is like the biggest thing now. Obviously, I'm big on Instagram. I love to look at photos and videos and stuff on Instagram. Like popular on Instagram? Or? No, I wish. Only in my own <laughs> mind. I don't even have a thousand followers. Um, <laughs> no, that's like not even that many. That's Megan Harris many. TV, is that where we're yeah, at? Yeah, Megan Harris TV. Okay. You're on Twitter again. I'm on Twitter again. Um, I don't think I got any followers from our last I thing. followed you. Um, Jake Surfs is what it is. Ralph, follow me on Twitter because I know you're active on it. I'm so not, but, but so last I week on try. the podcast, we talked about how Jake like is not on Twitter or anything. And then he reactivated it. And the first tweet he sent was to me. It was. Saying he re- reactivated his Twitter and he had to reset <laughs> his password. I had to reset my password. Um, but the funny thing was, is I asked her, I was like, is it cool to retweet or respond to people <laughs> that tweeted you like five years ago? <laughs> um, no. But no, I think There's I set it up in like 2011. I was pretty hip way back then. But Yeah, you um, were really ahead of the curve there. Yeah, so I'm back on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I'm at Jake Surfs. I, I'll, I'll do it more if people follow me. I think tweet, tweeting is good. I use Twitter um, to follow like a variety of news outlets. Yeah. That's what I really like it do for. Do you use it, Ralph? No, but that's exactly what I would use it for is to follow news. I follow news and traffic on it, actually. Traffic. You can get Miami traffic updates. I get like I-95 updates. 95. Because that way when I have to come here, yeah, go exactly. wherever, you I need, need to know. I need to know. Awesome. Awesome. So we have a good show. We got a couple things to get into. Um, but before we get into it, I was actually down at Isla Mirada at a very, very beautiful wedding. Uh, two brides. My sister got married to the love of her life. Um, and it was a really, really good, good, good weekend. Um, Isla Mirada is one of our favorite places. And it was absolutely awesome. And my but let's get back to me. My speech <laughs> absolutely rocked it. And it's funny. My dad gave, and I kind of went off the cuff on some things. I, I, w- I was writing my speech down. And um, I workshopped it. I actually workshopped it with Stephen. Uh, we were walking. I was like, let me workshop this with you. And so I was like, you know, what's, is it good bad? He's like, it's great. It's going to kill it. Uh, but the funny enough is I went to go put my, um, I actually wrote it on one of these pads. And I went to go put it in my shirt, in my jacket pocket. And the tag was still in there. And so I was like, okay, let me rip that up. No, I'm going to work this into the speech. Sure. So I kind of went off the cuff with that one. So I kind of started off. It's funny. My, uh, my dad my dad gave a speech and my sister, my oldest sister gave a speech and then it was me. And so when I picked up the mic, I said, okay, now that amateur hour is over, let's go. And that got a good little rousing. Um, but anyway, so I actually started it off with by tr- pulling it out and be like, oh, the tag's still in there. And then I actually read off how much the, the suit cost. And so I was like, oh, $358. Thanks, guys. And so I won't give it all away, but it was, um, I, it was a really we'll good We'll put it speech. on our YouTube channel. We'll put it on our YouTube channel. Um, it, got, it, got, it got a little PG-13. Um, but it was, um, it was a really good speech, really good weekend. And Isla Mirada's always been really good to us. Great blue heron just going right by right When there. are you going to take us back to Isla Mirada? Uh, <laughs> I'm working on those days. Now we have it on good audio segue. and video. I'm working on those days. That's the alternative please. daily headquarters for our retreat. Company retreat. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. If, it all depends on if Ralph does well this quarter. It's all <laughs> Don't screw it up for us. We're Ralph. booked out, man. <laughs> it's, it's all on us. So, um, one thing that we wanted, you wanted to get into. I just think this would be fun to talk about. Well, go for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ralph and I got nothing on this one. Oh, come on. Okay, so this Sunday is Valentine's Day. And I have the opinion that Valentine's Day, I look at it a lot like how I look at New Year's Eve, where it's got so much hype into it. Whether you have a significant other or not, there's so much hype, just like New Year's Eve, that I feel like most people end up really disappointed. Or the expectation is you have to do so much stuff and really, shouldn't you be doing those things on the other days of the year? So I, even though I have a significant other, I don't really, like, we have no plans or anything for Valentine's Day. 
All right, next topic. So, well, what do you guys think about <laughs> Valentine's Day? Um, you know, we don't really celebrate. Actually, Dr. Josh is coming in town with his three kids, so oh, obviously fun. we're not doing anything romantic. Um, <laughs> we did things like, I guess you could say, an early in college. I th- here's my take on it. I think it's imp- I think it's fun when you're when you have a, an interest in somebody, right? But for those that when you get married and have a kid, say, it's yeah, all it sounds over. terrible. It's not like I'm, <laughs> I am very interested in my wife, but from a different like when, that honeymoon, that honeymoon phase, it's fun. It's really fun. But you know, so when Gina and I started dating, or even just different, you know, girlfriends in high school, you get them like a little necklace. I remember one girlfriend in like fifth grade. I gave her like one of those yin yang necklaces. Like, <laughs> yeah, she probably still has it. And, um, <laughs> the one that got away. That's what she says about him. No, you know, I really I gave another girlfriend something like senior year in high school, freshman year of college. But then when I started dating Gina, she was really good at presents. She actually was awesome at presents. I was terrible. Um, I remember she gave me like. She gave me a couple of like a PlayStation game and like a bottle of Jägermeister and like a sweatshirt and stuff. And I can't remember it's what I got really her. Good I, presents. You know, I actually, you know what? I actually <laughs> gave her a, um, stu- I remember it cause we still have it. A stuffed monkey from the Farmville, Virginia Walmart. I actually went there. I was like, I gotta get something. I got a stuff- stuffed monkey and she still has it. Um, but we did, we exchanged stuff like that and that was fun. Um, and then once we moved in together, it became more of, okay, I'm going to try and do this. But she would always say, I'd prefer you, because she's so practical, I'd prefer you not spend like $50 on roses today. Just buy me a couple other flowers throughout the year. That's, that's and my that's attitude. And so too. I don't actually get the roses. I might get some sort of flower, but I don't get roses on the day. Um, but, but this is a really good story because one Valentine's Day, I'm so excited, I actually got her like, I think this Valentine's Day, I forget what it was. I think it was, I think it was like a, a diamond ring. I got her like a diamond ring. Wow. Now, again, and believe me, it was, you know, it was K-Jewelers. It wasn't, you know, it was the cheapest ring that they had there that kind of <laughs> had a little bit of taste of diamond in it. And I um, I remember just being excited because I was like, I'm going to give it to her. And I, being, a, being a guy, I have no clue that there's any implications for a Oh, you guys weren't ring. married yet? No. Oh, that girl. was really stupid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have it wrapped up, give yeah. it to her. And <laughs> oh, my God. I give it to her and she goes, oh, um what does this mean? I was like, happy Valentine's day. You know, and she's like, you know, does this, you know, are you trying to tell me something? I was like, no, this is, um, just giving you a ring. She was like, Oh, well, my mom always told me that my first diamond ring should be an engagement ring. And I was like, that's not what I'm trying to, I was like, do you want it to be a pat or, you know, a, a promise ring? You can have it be whatever you want. It's just a ring. And it did not go over well. We had, reser- we had reservations at this really nice place. We actually ended up having to go back to K Jewelers, and re- oh. she made me return the ring before. On we Valentine's before, Day. Yes. It was I terrible. And so I told her, I was like, I'm done. I'm just done, you know? And so when I, after, you know, when I did finally get the engagement ring, which, by the way, there was no surprises in that. It was um, she, we went to kind of like go pick it out together, which really means she was picking it out. And then I remember like after going there like four times, she was like, okay, I'm done now. Surprise me. And I was like, <laughs> terrible. Um, so after I got the engagement ring, I haven't bought her a piece of jewelry yet. And she's fine with that. So, um, so I think in terms of like honeymoon phase, it's fun. It's cool. I think when you're single, we'll get into Ralph here in a second. Um, <laughs> but I, but right now, like we just, I'll probably get Noah some candy. We'll, you know, yeah, we'll probably yeah. give her a little card. My dad always like gets me like a card and stuff. Yeah. But it's, I, I I don't have anything I think big it's planned. kind of overrated in my opinion I think that people especially if you're single put so much pressure on themselves that they don't have a valentine or something like somebody asked me the other day oh what are your plans this you know do you have big plans this weekend you know it's a long weekend it's valentine's day 
It's a long weekend? Yeah. Well, for some people, Monday, uh, President's Day. Oh. Yeah. So like See, Colin Thanks, Obama. Work. He gives us a day off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I don't even, it's not even something. I, I did get Colin a little present, but really more because it's something Where'd that- you get him? I wanted us to both go to. I got him <laughs> the South Beach Wine and Food Festivals coming into town yeah. at like the end of the month. So I got his tickets to go to one of the events. Now, do you so it's like a seriously nice, nice, nice gift. But really, I wanted to go to it and I figured do you he give, would never do you, buy something like that. Do you give tickets? Like, do you give them the tickets or do you give them like a certificate? So I, I'll print the ticket and put it in a card. Got it. We do a lot of certificates in this family where it's just like... I owe you? Kind of. So for <laughs> Christmas, because Gina, Gina's birthday is really close to Christmas. So I gave her... Um, I got her something for her birthday and then I was, um, and I was like, oh, Christmas, I got to get her something like last minute. And so I actually, there's this one like artist that we like, like for a painting and we don't have any like artwork because we want to get one. And so I kind of like printed out a picture of it. And I was like, <laughs> you know, Merry Christmas from Jake and Noah. Um, you get to pick out whichever one you want. <laughs> we haven't gone to get it yet. <laughs> that, the home shopping job that I work, um, part time around the holidays. I was like, when it was getting like after it was too late to place your orders, you know, for jewelry and watches that was one of the things that i kept recommending was oh you know you could just like buy the watch or buy the piece of jewelry and print a photo of it and put it in a card yeah and my boss was like don't encourage people to do that that's like really tacky (laughs) i was like no i think it's fine (laughs) so single awareness day for some Uh, what what? oh i'm getting the eyeballs yeah so so what do you have planned i'm not planning anything because it would be kind of weird to ask somebody out on Valentine's no, Day if you weren't serious I'm with not them. Doing it. Oh, would you do that? Because you're in the da- dating scene. Um, would you ask somebody out I for a drink? Even, <laughs> if I wasn't interested, or if it wasn't at that level, I wouldn't even. I'd probably disappear for a week. All right, let, let, <laughs> let, let me let me give you a scenario. Let's just say you're you you've been just having conversations with five women. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just just walk with Ralph me. Ralph likes this scenario. Yeah, you like it. Um, and let's just say you have to, and they all say, Ralph, I really want to go out for a drink with you. I want to do dinner. Do you, and they want to do when it. When does ne- that happen? And they want to do it like in the next week. Okay. Do you plan around Valentine's Day? Do you say, okay, I'll take somebody out on Sunday. Then I'm I'll not going two. out during Valentine's Day. So you would never, to- so so number three, let's say, Sue, you know, Alice says, you know what, I'd like to go for a drink. You're not going to say, okay, Monday. You would not. Valentine's Day is on Sunday. Or Sunday. So, you, oh, okay. So you wouldn't do it, you would not do it on Valentine's Day? I think it purely from the, the do you have five. Stand- you have five girls who want to go on a, a date each night next week. Damn. Do you take them, one of them That'd out? That would be great. Um, <laughs> Do I take what? Do you take one of them out on Sunday? Yeah, but it would have to be a lot of thought into what place I'm going to that doesn't make it awkward or me feel awkward. I actually like have a, a friend. I have a friend that Duffy's. that Duffy. has gone on a date with a guy <laughs> twice and um she like sort of was broaching the subject I think very casually of like, "Oh, what are you doing this coming right. weekend?" and it like kind of freaked him out. Because she was just sort of, I mean, I think she was hoping maybe he would ask her to do something on Valentine's Day, but they've only gone out twice, and I think it sort of made him a little bit. I mean, she hasn't heard from him since Friday. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, we're Dr. Josh is coming with the kids, so I have, I have zero plans. Um, and I don't, I like other than Gina returning a ring. I don't remember like anything bad happening. So, d- have you, have you ever gone on a date during Valentine's Day? Of course. I mean, probably more around the weekend, but I wouldn't actually say it had to be specifically on Valentine's Day. It's like one of the most expensive days of the year to go out for dinner. It's terrible. Yeah. Again, it's like, it's like New Year's. But that's, but that's the reason, even if I ha- was married, I'd probably say, hey, let's go out on Saturday, not Sunday. <laughs> like 100%. Yeah. You know, so I do think you have to, you should do something, but 
if it if if you have to put too much mental um, anguish into trying to plan a Valentine's Day, then just stay home and play a board game. That, that's he's single, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Final verdict from Ralph. Uh, I'm so glad that this game. topic nobody wanted to talk about has been so interesting. Yeah, Jake was a huge fan of it. We got <laughs> now, do you feel? Uh, all right, let me let's let's dig a little deeper here. Then, do you feel <laughs> obligated to um, to get intimate with your partner on Valentine's Day? I don't think you should be oh, feel obligated. If to you do have anything. a partner, yeah, yeah, I. Oh. I'm sure. Good for Colin. <laughs> uh, but Ralph, you say you shouldn't feel obligated, right? I don't like feeling obligated about anything. Nobody right? tells him what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, you do what you can and you get through the night. And you know, but the, but again, it goes back to the whole thing of it's Valentine's Day. So we, you know. Yeah, the expectations. We got to do it. But I'm the same feeling. way. I'm the same way about New Year's Eve. It's just like, yeah, I'm not. I hate New Year's Eve. I'm not. So, so why would you, why would you expect to get intimate on valentine's day oh no i'd have to do it on new year's eve as well i'm just saying it's like one of those <laughs> things see like for a while i felt the same way but then it was just like this is just another day and you know well i mean i also like when you look at Ralph it and I are so boring I guess. <laughs> but i have a friend that stresses every single time he needs to get his girlfriend something or he needs to plan a night out and and like a big dinner or whatever and then you, you look at it and then you got her birthday and then you got all these day Christmas and then you have this holiday that holiday and before you know it I used to say like every two months I would see this my buddy just stressing out yeah and it's like there's we other holidays to- outside of New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day and when you accumulate them together you're getting stressed at least once nobody a said a relationship was cheap Ralph uh, so would you say sex is not free okay? <laughs> would you say that would you say that New Year's Eve is the second most romantic um, holiday Okay, yeah, probably, I would imagine. I would say anniversary. Okay. What about birthdays? I don't know if it's really romantic. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Who can have sex after Thanksgiving? Oh, my God. You have to do it in the morning that day just to get it out of the way. (laughs) That's just what it's like to live with me. (laughs) So that's that's our take on uh, Valentine's Day. Do you want us to cover anything else on that topic? (laughs) No, I think we're good. I think we've pretty much... Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. When you wanted to bring that up, we were just like, oh, God, I know. I fine. really wanted to talk about this. So there's no other burning questions. Did you, do you remember no. like any really good gift that you ever got? Um, no, I mean, I, I think I always, I had like boyfriends that would send me flowers to school. And when I was in high school, there was this thing where you could in the week leading up to Valentine's day, you could do these candy grams and you could like secretly send people yep. like somebody you had a crush on candy and like with a yeah. note and stuff. And so my girlfriends and I would always like see who got the most. <laughs> yeah, Noah's getting ready. They have a Valentine's Day party, party so you get to get the little like the paper cards. You have to get pa- one for are, everybody are, in class. They're so cool. Um, and she also they're having a little party, so I have to bring in grapes that. And I think that we even brought like another. Tour. I think we're giving like um, they have like Valentine's. Well, not it's not Valentine's Day, but we're giving like little play-doh containers nice yeah so it's just um it's fun for kids oh yeah like when you're in high school she has no clue she just knows it's a heart which means it's valentine's day but um yeah so that's what we're doing this week all right there it is (laughs) valentine's day we crushed it (laughs) we don't have to to go through with it now ralph so Uh, the next one Completely making a hard left here, I guess. You know, val- you know, Valentine's Day, bacteria. Things that make you sick. Things that make you <laughs> sick. Uh, now, this is one of the first videos you did for us a year, two years ago? Two, two years ago, maybe. Over two years ago, I've been working with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, something, it's it, it comes up a lot. And I don't know what to do about this, which is 
when I walk into somebody's house and you see shoes at the door, do you take your shoes off? Yes, absolutely. Megan says yes. What do I you request do? people to take shoes off at my apartment. We'll get there in a second. Oh, what do you do, Ralph? <laughs> it depends on who it is and my relationship with them. Okay. If, explain that. Go. Let's go deeper. You walk into Jake's house, there are shoes at the front door. Do you take your shoes off? Yeah, I probably just take my shoes off. Better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some shoes by now, the door. He's like, if, if it's like <laughs> one of my good friends and I'm just like, what the hell is this guy doing right now? <laughs> Making everyone. T- t- I'd probably do it t- in spite. <laughs> so I, I think it's here's here's what goes through my head. It's like when you walk in, I, I think it's one thing like taking off your shoes. It's kind of like you're bearing you're bearing your soul. Oh, uh, uh, you're uh, take off your shoes. You're kind of like it's showing a little bit of. um the word I'm looking for, like informality or whatever, in your in your in your vulnerability of just saying like, oh, here are my feet. You guys can look at them or whatever, right? And so I think by keeping your shoes on, you kind of keep that little bit of a formality there. However, there are some issues with keeping shoes on in the house. So there was a study that was published in 2014 in Science Direct, and they actually noted that the bottom of your shoes, no matter what kind of shoes you were wearing, were the highest carrier of Clostridium difficile, which is also known as C. diff. And that is like one of the most dangerous, life-threatening bacterias. And actually, my mom, who was hospitalized over Christmas, was hospitalized, and they could not figure out what was wrong with her. And it was really, really scary. She was in the hospital like on morphine for like four or five days. And it turned out my mom had C. diff. She contracted C. diff. And the doctors at the hospital have no idea how she got it. I'm not saying that my mom got it from the bottom of sneakers because people can get C. diff. You find it a lot in like um, care facilities and hospitals and doctor's offices. But it's really, really dangerous. And seeing what my mom went through and now the fact that when you have, when somebody has C. diff, it's in you forever. So really? you're more susceptible. Yeah, it's not like other bacterias. My mom will always now have C. diff like in her body. And this means she'll be more susceptible to get it again. Like one in five people that have C. diff will right. get another infection within like the first five well, years. Well, I don't know if your mom had this treatment and you don't have to share if she did, but one of the treatments with C. diff is actually you have a, um, like a fecal transplant where they take all of the feces out of your body and they put, cause you have to have it in you at like a, at a given point. And so they take it out and put other like clean, healthy so, ones in there. So my mom thankfully did not have it at that level, but God forbid she were to have this again, it could be worse. And then yeah. that's something what happened with my mom was she was just, um, they gave her like heavy, heavy, heavy antibiotics for like the first three weeks of January. She was on serious antibiotics and now she has to be even more careful with um you know like keeping things clean and all of that but i had no idea until you sent me this article that yeah. c diff because when my mom got this we were like where the hell do you mm-hmm. get something like that you know and they you can get it anywhere i mean public restrooms and, and it can just get into your body because it's in your stomach and your bacteria but then when i read this article i was like oh my god what are the symptoms is it like throwing up going to the bathroom my mom diarrhea? was really 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 ill so she has diverticulitis and so they thought that she was having an attack of diverticulitis, which is an inflammation of your colon and sure. your intestines. So my mom was hospitalized with like crazy pain. Like she couldn't mm. move. She went to the emergency room. They hospitalized her. And every day she wasn't getting better. And they were treating diverticulitis symptoms because they're similar, like fevers, vomiting, going to the bathroom. You can't yeah. keep any food down. Um, like they put her on a liquid diet. And then it wasn't until they actually tested. I mean, this is so gross. After they had done a fecal test that's how they found out she actually had c diff she didn't have Mm. um an 
episode of diverticulitis. And so as soon as they found that out, they were very easily able to treat it. It's not... It's not like something that, oh, you get it and they can't treat it. The problem is a lot of people, this is what the doctor at the emergency room was saying, a lot of people think they have food poisoning or the flu or they don't know what it is and they're just in so much pain they don't think they're getting better, but people don't go to the hospital for it and that's when it can actually be life-threatening. Like pe- you really can die from it. It's scary. Yeah. the um, We've written a couple articles on there about that and especially the fecal transplant stuff because it's something that people don't know anything about. Now, do you have any clue of where your mom actually picked it up? So she had actually, they don't know. I mean, you know, it can, you can get it in hospitals and doctor's offices. So it's not like the hospital is going to be like, oh, you may have gotten it here. But she had gone her, for her yearly um, colonoscopy like three or four weeks beforehand. Yeah. So it could have been there, but it could have been in a public restroom. It could have been from the bottom of sneakers. I mean, there's just no way to know. Got it. Now, is she more susceptible and that's why she contracted so, it? Or no, is it, it, just it can happen. bad ha- case somewhere? My mom is over the age of 60 and that's where you're more susceptible to getting it. So that is part of it. But people with lower compromised immune systems, people that maybe have had chemotherapy or any sort of autoimmune disease, they're more susceptible to it. And people our age can get it. It's not like, you can't get it at a young age but the factors are if you have a lower immune system or if you're over the age of 60 um is there anything in the future like i know i can no i can never have a flu shot right really yeah um because of something i had what did i have guillain-barre um when i was 14 but now because of the treatments i can no longer ever have it it'll always i'll always test positive for lyme disease right that's another thing is there something one of those cases with your mother where she can't take any type of future no no she's able to now sort of go back to living her normal life so to speak but she just has to be so much more careful now about keeping clean like constantly you know washing your hands constantly and that's not necessarily the best thing in the world but she has to really be like much more sterile so to speak Shoes off at the door. Well, so let's let's talk about that a little bit more. The um, at your house in your apartment, do you take your shoes off? So it's funny. I grew up. Um, well, whenever I would go to my dad's house, my dad was really, really, really crazy about taking our shoes off. So like my entire life, I always grew up taking my shoes off whenever I would go stay at my dad's house or when I was living with my dad, and. I guess that sort of translated into me kind of becoming like that after college when like I had my own apartment because I you know, it's a pain in the ass to like (laughs) mop and sweep and all that. And so I was always getting kind of crazy about that. I'm not like really, if I have a lot of people over, like if I'm having everybody over for dinner or something, I um, don't necessarily request that everybody takes their shoes off, but I take my shoes off the second I get into my apartment. So does my boyfriend every single time. I do it at my mom's. I do it at my dad's. Do you walk around in socks or? I walk around in socks or barefoot. And like if I have one person over, my best friend, or you know, if it's somebody that I'm super, super comfortable with, then I'll tell them to take their shoes off or ask them to. And it's pretty obvious. Like I keep a basket by the front door where shoes are. So it's not like somebody would have no idea. But then when I just had friends in town visiting, like the first day or so that they were there, I didn't want to be like OCD on yeah. their ass right away. You know, <laughs> so I was like, oh, Hey, you know, you get, make yourself comfortable. Like, take your shoes off. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about having slippers at the front for people? Okay, I'm okay. I'm not like P Diddy or anything. I kind of like that. I so, like- this is really random. I just want to make a quick aside. Years and years and years ago, um, like in 2009, I um, act. This sounds. This is a really weird story, but I actually went to um, Diddy's house, Sean Combs. Okay, and. 
and he lives. Uh, he Did he invite you? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was with some people, and we were invited there. Yeah. And um, hold on a second. Yeah, hold on. I no, I gotta, we got to beat this up <laughs> a little bit. How do you? How do you go there? How do you get? Do you get so a I was, ticket? Do you get? No, an, no, no. So I knew somebody that. So I when I used to work for uh, I used to work for a local cable network. My first job out of college. Yeah. And oh, it was in 2008. Um, the Fountain Blue Hotel was reopened, and it was the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. And my producer and I, we went and we covered it and like did the red carpet stuff. And the guy that was my producer at the time was really close with um, Lenny Kravitz's manager. Okay. And so Lenny Kravitz, it's such a, it sounds like such a ridiculous story. Like I'm bragging or something. Keep going. We were invited like one night after the night after the Victoria's Secret fashion show, which was like this huge thing in Miami, you know, like all these celebrities, all this, these people there we were hanging out and partying with this guy's manager and he was like, oh, some of us are going to go back to somebody's house on Star Island. Do you want to come to Star Island? It's like, you know, millionaire homes and yeah. stuff. And so we got into a car and we went there. And was we there any point and you guys were all like, maybe we should go home? No, not at all. I was like, this was like three o'clock in the morning and I was like, I cannot believe this is about to happen. I was 21. I, it was like the coolest yep. thing that has ever happened in my so entire life. So what time life. do you arrive at Puff Daddy's house? Diddy. Uh, <laughs> I still call him Puff Daddy. Like I think, it was, I honestly, it was so long ago. I, I think it was is like it, three in the morning. Oh, so you weren't showing up for dinner. No, no, but he did have food out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very nice. So um, he, at his, at his front door, at his front door, he had, I'll never forget this, like slots where you could put your shoes and take out a pair of like shots. Like a bowling alley. And yeah, I was thinking like a yoga studio, like where you put your slippers in, or your sandals or whatever in, and you could like put in a pair of shoes and take out a pair of Sean John white slippers. Now, aren't you worried about like who el who else's feet have been in there? I don't, I didn't care. At the time, I was just rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, am I going to get athlete's foot from this? Yeah, I like did not care at all. <laughs> did you meet him? Yeah, yeah. Is he a nice guy? Very nice. At very, very, very nice. Yeah, very there was nice. like, he was having like a lot Ch of people. Tall, over. short. Average height, really wonderful guy. Yeah. Yeah, very generous. He had a lot of people over too. I met Lenny Kravitz too. It was oh. really cool. Can we interview them for no, this? No, this Come is a on. long time ago. I don't even think they would Jeez. remember this. Okay, so so Puff Daddy leaves his shoes at the front of the door. So I think he we leaves should all slippers. Do it. We should all do that. When I was in Alaska over the summer, this is something that I think is really interesting. Every single person, no matter where you go, no matter whose house you go into, it is customary in Alaska to remove your shoes at the front door. Interesting. And the reason for that is because... Snow like, and wet. Snow and wet yep. and boots and all of that. It's just not... It's polite to take your shoes off at the front door. And so, you know, Colin has an aunt and uncle that live out there. So we were going, you know, with them to different friends' houses or when we were traveling different places... Even when we stayed, like when we were in northern Alaska and Denali area, like near the national park, we stayed in a cabin, like these little log cabins, so cute and very rustic. And there was like a sign that said, you know, please take your shoes off before entering the cabins. When we were later on in our trip in southern Alaska, off the coast of Homer, Alaska, we went to a party at this person's house. And I swear to God, there was like 50 people at this party and every shoes. single person was taking their shoes. I was like piles of shoes everywhere. And that's just what you do. And because it's always very cold there year round, people are always wearing socks. So it's not like you're barefoot anywhere. Gotcha. And I think it's even in kind of like the northern states. So that's everything north of Florida, right? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, not all not all houses, but like Colorado, like a lot of these places like in the mountains and stuff like that, the, that ski, they have a lot of like mud rooms. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yeah, so, yeah. So maybe it's not all that off for people to do that. And I do remember, especially if it's rains or whatever, everybody takes their shoes off. But um 
here I, I don't I guess I guess I should be well I will walk around barefoot a lot um, you know and I, I'm actually wearing jeans now I can't even I hardly <laughs> recognized him today in jeans <laughs> I didn't even know he owned a pair I have of jeans socks uh, which I've actually been told from my 16 year old niece that ankle socks are no longer cool well you what? have to like hide what your socks cool? no, no like the ankle, pull up like, the uh, socks yeah these, and these those are up. back yeah when were they when in? did they go away oh <laughs> i mean like because like when i went in high school it was always like the ankle socks were kind of where it's at yeah, or even remember, like to the hide skaters would like kind of have their like white or black socks like halfway well up everybody's path. doing it now oh my so God. and she would know she's 16 i know um so i did send her a snapchat i'm being on there and um, <laughs> i told her that my uh my ankle socks were on fleek <laughs> Anyways, we're on uh, fleek. Yeah, that's what the kids call on fire. You know, it I'm happening. Old. The cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> dope show. Um, so yeah, I um, we don't do it. I guess maybe we should do it a little more. What happens if you're barefoot? You go outside to go get the mail, and what do you do? You put shoes on when you I come guess, back. Yes, yeah. Huh. Like I, I, it's for me most of the time if I'm going somewhere to like hang out, I yeah. always just take my shoes. The off. worst is I don't know if this ever happened to you, but it happened at my house growing up. Um, is we had dogs or whatever. So somebody's like steps in dog poop and walks, and you don't realize it. Yeah. Until, <laughs> so you That's you look worst. back, and you're like, oh. and it's the most embarrassing thing to happen to you. Yeah. Where it's just like you're, you know people around you're like, I'm sorry, I just stepped in dog poop, and I just tracked all over your house. Now it's terrible, terrible. So I guess you should always take off your shoes. Yeah. That's it. But then you get that nice aroma from <laughs> <laughs> from the front door. Gosh, gosh. So do you have a do you have a welcome mat? No, I live in an apartment. I don't have a welcome mat. Okay. They've already like wiped their feet 10 times before they get to my apartment. Gotcha. Uh, welcome mat? I'm not allowed because, well, on HOA? the outside. Yeah, the HOA. What about no inside? I, I do have one there. You do? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it. You, you know over. why? No, it's because you always roll out the roll red carpet for uh, me. When I come. Oh, my God. You're on fire. You're on fleek today. All right. So <laughs> if you want to win a GoPro, here's what you got to do. Okay. Listen what do you think? You just do it. What do you think? Um, if you want to win a GoPro, <laughs> you have to email us at podcast at the alternative com and let us know. Do you take your shoes off when you go into your home? Do you take your shoes off when you go into other people's homes? Why or why not? Or do you have like any dog poop stories when you stepped in it and you should See, it's like, why do you even ask me to do it then? <laughs> no, but do you wear what your shoes? What about worst Valentine's Day stories? Oh, that's a good Jake. one. Just email us, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Megan really wants to talk to somebody. <laughs> Please, podcast at thealternativedaily.com. You can win a GoPro Hero 4 valued at $400. That's what the four is for, <laughs> hundreds of dollars. I'm gonna. No. I'm telling you, I'm gonna make up email, but not the black one because the black one is four ninety nine. It's more expensive, and but it's not even as good. <laughs> Apparently, no, we found this out. Yes. Apparently, it is. If you want to strap it to a um a drone, <laughs> 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 and so on the way back to to Best Buy yesterday, I was telling Ralph, I was like, but you know, it is like. 4k meaning like this i don't even know what that means by the way it's but it's clear. like you know it definitely is like a better video quality and i was like i was before we left i was reading and said you know what when you strap it to drones and stuff and ralph was like we're not doing any drone stuff <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. and so i see drones all the time you know, in Miami. It, it, this is good this is a good sub this is a good subcategory because we were talking about it like sure a drone would be cool for about 15 minutes yeah and then what and then you're just like wave into the sky it's like how many group shots do you need we we're talking about like do you do like what are you doing this Saturday? Oh, you know, I'm just going to take the drone out for a little bit. Is you that what people do? Yeah. You could stalk on uh, South Beach. Just I see tons people. of people. It's funny because when I had my friends in town, we were riding our, I took them on a bike ride on the boardwalk 
and we were riding our bikes and we heard like the little buzzing and you like look up and somebody on the beach or something had a drone. I, I, people I, I work with like for certain filming and stuff, like they've yes. used drones before, but for personal filming, use. Though. Yeah, for exactly. Personal but use. I think for personal use. It's I even mentioned to Jake, are you bringing on the boat for fishing? You Throw could. A drone up you could. There. You know, I, there are actually some really cool fishing drone videos where you can like, you know, see above, but I've seen a lot of the GoPro where they... Um, We'll actually put it in the water by like the little, they have like a bait teaser and you'll see like the fish come up. That's cool. Um, and they actually have them attached to the line with the hook or the thing they're trolling with. I, I just prefer not to see the fish get hooked. I was When I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. so, okay. So podcast at the alternative daily.com. What would so, you use the drone for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Let us know if you take your shoes off at the door. Or a bad Valentine's Day story, whatever. <laughs> really want to talk about Valentine's Day. I love it. So I got to spend a lot of time with Ralph yesterday. Um, driving back and forth from uh, Best Buy. And let me tell you, going somewhere at 530 is the worst time to go somewhere. I never leave the house. So. I was I mean, just about to say, uh, you never leave the house. I mean, what literally took us 20 minutes to get to yesterday on the first trip took us like 45. I think it's amazing because people are going to see video of Jake and be like, oh my God, he looks so young. You act he's, like you're 90. He doesn't have like a full white on, beard. Know, dynasty beard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he has one sweet daughter, but uh, you know, he doesn't have two kids, three kids or four. <laughs> yeah. Life's not that hard, but I just don't like leaving. I don't like leaving. Um, it's funny. I was talking to Jean about it and uh, I told her, I was like, you know what? She's had said she had to go to the mall. I was like, why do you go to the mall? Like, There's so many people around there. Something could happen there. I was like, you know, Mass shootings don't happen like one on one. It's that's what mass shootings. Are. There's a lot of people. I was like, you know, and not, and I'm not like one of these like crazy person that's just gonna dig a hole and live in there. Um, but I was like, you know, you, you go to a highly populated area. You know, there could be wrecks. There could be fights. You know, all these things. Because I just don't. You know. And she was like, and I was like, is this a? It's just maybe just too much of a risk. She was like, you go surf all the time out there, and you tell me shark stories. She was like, that's a risk too. Yeah, I think that's even. And scarier. I literally had like I had no, because I can't say that like I trust sharks more than people, but. Maybe I do. I don't know. Um, so, you know, I guess maybe people don't want to eat me. Sharks don't want to eat me either. They just mistake you. So I'm Not enough meat. Not, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so I got to spend a lot of time with Ralph yesterday. And out of our one of many, 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 many conversations, well, we started talking about um, meditation. And um, you can call it spirituality, etc. Ralph said he did not. There's our landscaping friends. Uh, They're late today. They are late today. We try and do it. They usually come like at 10. And uh -huh. this is not. This is the neighbors. And um, they do it at 10. But they're going to do it at 12, 23 right now. So you don't want to talk about God. So we don't have to do that, Ralph. <laughs> it's not me. And you don't want to talk about your dating game either. No. So, um, so actually, he was talking to me about meditation. And so you actually had a lot of questions regarding that. And so... <laughs> Here's a cool perfect thing. to talk about meditation. No, that's perfect. No, that's actually really cool because when you do meditate, you sh you, you should you can meditate through anything, right? Um, and especially some guy with a blower, you know, you just kind of let it come up and let it go down, and I'm sure it's gonna pop back up again. Um, but you had a lot of questions, and I told you know, and we've been covering meditation a lot on the website, and I think that's something that doesn't get defined enough is you know what is meditation um you know because there's a lot of stuff out there in terms of you could say guided meditations or breathing meditations and stuff like that and i don't i don't view those as meditations because right. you know the way i define it was we were talking last night 
is meditation of you know getting to a still point getting to that point of you could call it nothingness using terms is very hard to describe it but getting to let's just call it stilling your mind and and the practice of getting to that point is meditation and you see a lot of these guided meditations out there ralph you said going going to church or wherever it was you know was your meditation and i and i challenged you on that and it wasn't from a religious standpoint but i was just saying you know we need a conversation we need to define what meditation is and you know to define it is you know it probably helped to like stop not call it meditation let's make up a new word for it (laughs) no so (laughs) so it's the practice of getting to a still point and and I do what's called Keeley meditation. I have the book here, and so I was trying to teach Ralph. Well, actually, was not teaching Ralph, but telling him all about it and everything. And he said, so Ralph said, "Is it an audiobook format?" And he was like, "You know, <laughs> <laughs> is there like a cliff note somewhere?" <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually a really good book because you can actually each page de- deals with a certain topic. So let's just go to one here morals right mm-hmm. one page deals with morals as it relates back to the meditation practice and so when i was in kind of my um first figuring out this whole meditation journey thing um i would wake up in the morning do the practice and then i would read 10 12 15 pages out of here and i would sometimes skip around i would highlight things and everything and it was one of those things where it's a book that you don't have to like pick up and say, I got to read four cha- you know, four chapters today to get it done. It just, uh, let me read it. Does it resonate with me today because of the practice I had? Cool. Okay, let's go to the next thing or, or that's enough for the day. And so it's, as I was telling Ralph that, he said, okay, you know, maybe I'll get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, it, it, the getting to a still point is hard. Um, it's, it's not easy. And so I think when it comes to guided meditations, and breathing meditations, there's a there's a relaxation um, benefit of that, and relaxation is good, right? Relaxation it's good to kind of take a step back and not worry about just you know keep hammering away, hammering away. So it's a good to take a step back. But what true meditation is getting to that still point, and that's takes a very 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 long time. And to explain the practice that I do, and it's going to be very hard to kind of get it right now. And I would absolutely recommend people picking up the Keeley book. You can get it online, right? Yeah, K-E-L-E-E. I think I twisted this camera. Yeah, you did. Um, K-E-L-L-E. I'm sorry, K-E-L-E-E, written by Ron Rathbone, who actually had the privilege of meeting about a month ago. For the first time? For the first time. That's really cool. Yeah, I went out to California and I met him, and it it was absolutely epic. I mean, it was... I was so emotional when I was yeah, yeah, because sure. everything that happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, I was like, I'm so nervous. And he was like, you know, that's, it'd be the opposite of that in a little bit. Don't worry. So, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was really, really cool. And it was just, it was, I just had all sorts of emotions kind of come up and then, it, but since meeting him, it was, it's my, my practice is, you know, it has gotten, let's just say deeper. It's just, things have been, it was good to finally, to finally meet him. That's so cool. Um, but I kind of wanted to open up the floor as, as, as we had said last night, I'm just kind of like, if you want to pitch a few questions to me, cause I thought it'd make for a good podcast segment and I don't have the answers to everything. I'm not claiming to be a guru of any such, but I thought the conversation that we had last night would have been good for, you know, the, the honest to listen to Megan, listen to me to regurgitate, listen to myself talk. But I think that it, it would have been good. Well, I mean, it's breaking down the biggest barrier of trying to, um, cause uh, you see it everywhere. You'll see it. Like you open up Huffington post or CNN. It's like, you know, mindfulness and you should be meditating. They have blah, these blah, blah. apps now, like headspace is a yeah, big one. So I, and there's, and there's, there's, there's certain issues with that, but I don't, I don't see how, um, or it's, it's not being marketed in the best way possible. How do you market it to somebody who doesn't know that they need it? 
You know what I mean? How were you and you, um, how did you come to meditation to say, I need to do this? So I think by using the word marketing, it is, you know, that's not the right term, right? And I know what you're trying to say here, but... um, How do you bring it to their attention? Yep. Is what I do. So when people come to me, like a lot of people ask me like, you know, because I knew me in my previous life and knew how crazy I was, right? (laughs) <laughs> and um and so the, and so I tell them about it and I always like this is this is the number one book that I always gift to people. I always give this book. And so but here's the deal. I can't make you do it. I right. can't make you do it. Nobody could make me do it. You have to you truly have to be inspired by it from a point in life where you're just like either you've hit rock bottom, you've suffered enough um, and you just want to change it or that it just does touch you enough where you're like, I really see a change in that person. I could do that for myself. So it's, it's one of the things you have to be able to do it for yourself. And you literally can't, I mean, nobody else can do it for you. So what has it done for you? What has it done for me? Oh, what do you mean? Uh, Short answer. How do you think well, your life is better now that you meditate? Yeah. You know, it's, I will, I, I think I'm living more every single day. Um, my, there's a famous quote that you, you'll see. It's it's like a it's I don't know if it's from the Buddha or whatever it is, but it was saying, you know, what have you gained from meditating? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but and then it goes on to say, but I can tell you what I've lost, which has been anxiety, depression, you know, crazy thoughts, all these different things. And that's that's a hundred percent true. Um, but you know, I would tell you, I, I you live you literally start like living again uh, for me um, because, you know, I'm just more aware of what I'm doing. So to give you an example, when I was walking down the aisle last week, um, I walking down with my mom and she's like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is crazy. But when she's talking all the things and I think she's like, starts crying a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I was like, just take it all in right now. I was like, this moment is not going to last forever. I was like, just, just, just be present with it. Right. Just kind of like, just take it in as you're walking down the aisle. And so when I'm, when I was actually sitting up there, I was the best man. So I was sitting next to the person that was marrying them. It was so cool because I was listening to Hillary and Lauren talk and I was right there listening to it. And then I could also, then I looked out at the water cause I made everybody and I could hear like the water lapping over it and everything. And it was just trying, it was being, it was just being aware, being in that moment and not trying to be somewhere else. And my entire life, uh, you know, beforehand, not up until that point, but up until I started meditating, I was always trying to go somewhere else. I was always trying to like, okay, well, what's my plan there? Well, when I get there, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And I was never really kind of like living my life. I was always trying to live somewhere else, which I always thought was going to be better. And so it really made me take in more of life, the good and the bad. Right. And so even in really tough times, you know, the human brain, um, the psyche, the ego just wants to go somewhere else. And they, cause that's it. You want to protect yourself cause you don't want to feel that sadness, that fear and everything. Um, so, you know, there is the times of, you know, the sadness, of, but, but of being there and it's, it's a much deeper and appreciative feeling of, you could say the sad parts of it because there is some, some good deep levels of it. And so it's more about to kind of wrap up my long winded answer to what you're saying. It's, it's more reality than opposed to just kind of like living in my head. And that's, that's the best way that I can explain it. Now, again, that's just for me, right? That's, that was my experience. That was my, um, that was how, um, the change for me actually happened. Uh, but you kind of go, so there's two things, especially within the Keely meditation, you know, teach it. There's more than two things, but you kind of like, I live, um, 
you kind of have two things. I say, keep saying kind of, um, you have your, your, your brain function, the way your brain operates, which is like, you're sitting here having a conversation, we're doing work, you're doing math, you're doing, working everything like an intellectual level. And then there's the working from what we call the mind, which is that feeling of like, like right now I'm like, I'm actually right here. I can feel I'm talking to both of you. And there's something deeper than, you know, than Ralph's beard and his, you know, beautifully black hair. And then your, <laughs> your beautiful skin and your blonde hair. And I have none, but there's something more there. I can feel you guys a little bit more. So it's more of like a feeling sense is what this mind is. And that's something that the meditation has taught me, uh, you know, a lot of people want to get lost in the kind of like the spiritual, not to, not to say getting lost in spirituality is bad, but kind of thinking about what spirituality is and thinking of, you know, all of these different concepts when it really doesn't even make sense until you truly feel it. And so I, I, when I started meditating, I also lost a lot of beliefs, a lot of previous belief structures that I've had. And, um, because for me, in terms of beliefs, we kind of talked about this last night, um, you know, a belief is a wanting to know, is a wanting to, is wanting something pleasurable to be, right? And that's a, that's a want as opposed to what really is it. And so I've, I, I lost a lot of, you could say, beliefs, but it was more of, uh, you could say, not so much a gain, but I just gained more of an awareness of just reality. And, um, and it was very, very peaceful to me. It wasn't something that was like very scary. So, um, that's what it did for me. <laughs> Long winded answer. <laughs> um, and you know, it also made me aware to, uh, one thing I actually want to bring up too is we have these compartments. Um, and so what Keely meditation teaches you is through the practice, which I can talk through in a second is it literally, when you get to that still point, when you get, when you work your way through what's called the Keely, um, these compartments start becoming, you know, come up to your awareness. So you could say like for me specifically, I had one the other night where it's just like, and I actually had another friend ask me this, you know what? I was doing the practice and I started crying out of nowhere. And I was like, well, you hit a compartment. And if you can realize like what that is, so whether it was mine was something about my parents and like I started crying. So there was an issue from the past. I may not know exactly what it is at that point, but it came up, it came up into, you could say your conscious awareness. And so what you're doing is you're going to work through that, you know, and by doing your practice, it actually helps dissolve those and detach from theirs because there's a lot of attachment to things in this world mm -hmm. and if you can learn to detach from them not to say that you're leading like a bland life of not love it's actually more of a of a love feeling when you're detached from it meaning like i'm gonna let that thing be and i'm gonna love it and i guess the best example is like when you see a flower and like so many people want to go pick it and put it in their hair and stuff like that and that's like they're attaching themselves to it well, if you can see a flower and not truly attach it, like not break it and just kind of appreciate it where it is, that's true detachment. And this is just, just to give an example. And so um, you learn kind of all these things as you do the meditation practice, which is just completely bettered my life, or I could say made me more aware of my life than what I was before. So I was living in my brain, living in kind of like all these different things, bam, 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 always going on. And then finally, when I did, kind of, you know, you could say, I don't want to say, uh, started doing it and getting deeper into the meditation. It was like a deep breath. It was like things started slowing down because my brain can fire really quickly. So yes, it can. Yes, it can. <laughs> it can. No, Megan, you meditate. No, I, I try. I, I meditate when I take yoga class. That's really like the extent of how I can do it. In, in yoga, the final position that you do, it's called Shavasana. And it, they say it's the most important position that you can do or posture. And that's at the end. If you've ever seen people in a yoga class, how they lay on their backs and like they just are in complete stillness. So 
I struggle even in that to try and find the nothingness, you know, in, in most of the classes and practices that I take, they'll sort of guide you or they'll give you like, right. like a point of reference, for right. example. And so they'll say, you know, think of a, uh, a happy thing or think sometimes they'll just tell you, you know, think of back on a memory or think back on a place that you were. Other times they'll actually guide right. you through it. And there have been times where I've actually been in it to the point where when the teacher is then saying, okay, start to come out of it, wiggle your, wiggle your toes. I'm like, oh my God, I think I actually just did it. Right. But it, for me, it's a struggle so yep. much to, as soon as they tell you to stop thinking about nothing, then I'm like, I'm thinking of nothing. I'm thinking of nothing, <laughs> nothing, 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 nothing. And then nothing is something. So yep. I, I have a hard time with it just in turning my mind off. Yep. And that's why I've even looked into things like, the Headspace app and all these. I think now it's kind of funny and I don't want to talk down to it because I know that these really help a lot of people. It's almost funny that there are apps and different websites and programs that you can use now that are like the quick and easy way to meditate because right. in but some ways it almost crutch? seems like it's a it, crutch, Yeah, right? in some ways it seems like it's almost counterintuitive. It, and again, it goes back to they're good for relaxing, right? Mm -hmm. And some of these Headspace and some of these different things can put your brain like it, whether it's through different frequencies that they can put off or music and things like that but it's it's one of those things where it is hard and so what ha what people are doing is they're trying to find the easy way to do it mm -hmm. when or vice versa like i said yesterday with the audio audiobooks it's because all i want to do is multitask yeah <laughs> and you know there's Talk about counterintuitive <laughs> you know when you're trying to get a job done and you know and multitasking and of course R ralph if you stop multitasking i don't <laughs> I don't know if I could uh, get everything done I wanted to. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 as I was telling Ralph, it's one of those things, it's, it's hard. And in mm -hmm. life, w things get hard. And usually if it's the hard way I've found, there's some, there's some benefit to it, right? Whereas if it's just like, oh, I just pick up a Headspace app, I press a button and, you know, I'm zoned out. That's, for me, that just doesn't feel right, you could say. And so what this does, it's literally, it's all on you. There's no crutch. There's, and it's not like you have to sit in a certain position. It's not like you have to put, you know, burn some incest or light a candle. Incense. What did I say? Yeah. Incest? <laughs> yeah. oh, Incense. Um, but it's, it's all on you. It's, it's all on you. And that's where you truly find a lot of answers that people sing. Because I, I, I know both of you well. And I know you probably have a ton of questions about just life in general, right? I'm sure you have a lot of questions because everybody does in terms of, whether it's a philosophical answer, just kind of just life in general, things that happen in your life that why did this happen and why did this happen to you? It, it, when you get good with yourself, right? When you kind of get in in that still space, that's when you really find yourself and you find a lot of answers there. You find a lot of questions too, but you also find a lot of answers. And So wait, really quick. When you first started it, you must have been like how we are in the yeah. sense of it's really hard to unplug. I, really remember, I remember sitting down the very first time um, I sat down and keep in mind, I was at a point in my life where I had no other way. Okay. And so I thought like, I look, I did take some guided meditations. I did listen to some, I did watch some guided meditations and they, it was relaxing, but there was something to it that just wasn't, you could say fulfilling enough. And so when I started doing this, when I, when I sat down the very first time, my mind was my mind just kind of just like my brain just is just constantly cycling and i did it for like five to ten minutes and i was like yeah i didn't do anything there right yeah. but you it's a practice it's like if i said megan you know let's go surf right now and you go out there you're not going to be able to stand up on your first wave and do it you're, you're not going to and so you have to <laughs> maybe you can i'm sorry have you surfed before <laughs> no okay 
So you're probably right on the money there. <laughs> but again, like I couldn't go in there and do the different yoga poses you yes, do. Yes, that's it's, right. It, you could not. <laughs> but even, it's like, it's kind of like stretching too, right? So right. if I go to stretch, I can't do it. But if I keep doing it every day, you get mm-hmm. a little bit closer, a little bit closer until like one day, which you, which, you know, it doesn't, you don't even have to read the book. You just have to do the practice to one day. It's like something just kind of like, oh, that's, that's what it is. That's what happened. Was that like after two weeks? Yeah. I was just about to say, weeks? so how long is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's different for every person. You're it's, I can't, I, for me. Pers- Did you ever get frustrated? Yeah. Cause it, I would feel like I would get really frustrated and just be like, it's, it, oh, it, I can't do this. Right. You know? <laughs> it, it's very, it's, it was for me. Cause I'm, for me, I'm a very competitive person. So if I if I picked up a ball, I was going to be the best at it really quickly. You know, surfing, I taught myself really quickly. Swimming, same thing. But this, you know, it was kind of like a battle against me, mm-hmm. right? And so I, um, it took, uh, for me personally, it probably took, don't get scared. For me, it took about three to four months wow. of doing it every single day in the morning and the evening, um, five to 10 minutes. And until I started, I was like, oh, okay. And, um, and I've had a couple experiences, which we don't have to get into whatever, but I've just like, when I was like, oh, I really got into something this morning. I really, really, I can feel it now. I can understand it. So it's, um, you know, it's it, it, the, what I tell everybody. I've bought this book for a lot of people. And I just say, you know, it's, it's not easy. And if you're truly serious about it, if you're truly serious about it, you know, you have to put in the discipline, just like in anything you do, there's discipline to it. Because if you think you're just going to put on a Headspace app once a week, when you have time, when, you know, on a Sunday laying there with, you know, your ferret, you know, it's not going to be, I was going to say cat, but I don't want to like necessarily point my point me out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, if it's something you really got to do every day and um, not a lot of people stick with it either. And it's, if, if the world would still their mind more, we would, it'd be a lot peaceful, pl- more peaceful place. So, um, do you feel it when you don't meditate that day? Um, I do it every day. Um, but there's obviously been days like when we went to the, um, um, the wedding, there was so much going on. I, I didn't find a time like on a day or whatever. Um, no, I, I, I just know that like in that certain aspect, like, like with that day, I, there was, we just, it's kind of saying we have a lot going on. So I should have just done it, but I didn't. And it was, I knew that I was going to do it the next day. And right. so you'll see a lot of people that will say, you know, oh, I did it this morning and, you know, I start my day with it and, you know, and everything, you know, and this makes my day go better, et cetera. I don't look at it from a day. I don't, I've, and you know me, I don't look at anything from a short term perspective. Everything's long term for me. So um, it's, I don't do it to make my day better. I do it to make my life better. And so if I didn't do it that day, I know I'm going to do it the next day. Right now there was a little bit of a, I guess you could say rut maybe two years ago, like when we moved and we were living with somebody else, it was very hard to find a groove. Um, so, and it was probably about like two or three weeks where it was like really choppy, whether I did it or not. But I, I knew that I knew that I when was, your baby, when your daughter was born. No, you were, I was, I was actually, I was doing you, well, you know, we talked you were about stressed. You it were was stressed, stressed out. And, and that's, and that happens too. Um, and I was trying to find the time to do it too. You're, you're, you're right. Um, and so maybe that was the second time. Ralph's just calling people out. <laughs> no, Ralph's actually right there. And, but I knew that I was going to find it again. And it, and it was like, I've done things before where like, I'll go run or exercise where, um, I stop and I'm like, oh, you know what? And, and I've gone on like months without doing it. And I knew that, oh man, you know, I'm going to go a long time without doing this. With the meditation, it was just like, I, I was going to get, give it my best effort again the next day. 
And um, and there and it's not like I want to. I also want to say that it's not like you have these massive experiences every single day because you deal with a lot of stuff. And there's times when your brain just can't slow down, right? Um, and this is just for me. Um, but I've definitely found that by being, I'm not disciplined in anything in my life. I'm really not. Like I, I go for a run, and then like I don't go for runs. I exercise some. You know, I, I do exercise well, but I just there's not things that I am more disciplined in life than, than the meditation. Cause I just, cause it's just fixed. It just fixed my life. It changed my life. So, um, I'm very adamant about it. anybody can do it. Um, you know, one of the questions I recently got to was, you know, what about for somebody who's, you know, Christian or, you know, whatever religious background, what it, it, it works for anybody. It basically, the answer is it enhances your life. It doesn't take on a religious, um, background or anything like that. So, and that was actually one you could say negative compartment trigger that I got into when I first started because it kind of grew up in that Catholic thing was, oh my God, is this voodoo? And I actually got up out of a uh, meditation practice one uh, one morning. I actually was doing it at the beach and I got up and left because I'd hit like a point, like I hit a compartment, as we say, um, of it kind of like, oh my God, this is like black voodoo. And you're like, I'm going to go to hell for this, right? And so I realized what I had done. I had hit later on like you know the next day or etc and so i was like okay i was aware of it and so i started to d- detach from it you could say so um yeah so where can people find this book yeah um if you're interested i'll give them away if if somebody wants it <laughs> just email us you can just say meditation i'll send it to you um that's if, really nice if you want to go for it on your own i'm gonna go to amazon k-e-l-e-e the keely meditation uh, but if you want one just email me and say meditation or whatever you want if you're interested, great. If you're not, I'll email you. Megan will email you <laughs> for the, uh, for the so, GoPro. So, so, so the way There's it actually, two people right there. The way it works. Don't enter the sweepstakes. <laughs> the way it works is, in, in this I want is, that book. I'm not going to do it really any justice, but you kind of, you kind of start being aware of the, of the top of your head, and then you work your, as they call this, the lesser keely, like you're up here and you're head your brain um and you work it down to what's here kind of like your surface of your mind where kind of everything takes place and then after for me months of practice you learn how to drop into that feeling state and um you know i it's and you're there for you know it, all this takes like you drop down to that surface of mind as i was talking about takes like you know you know a minute something like that you stay at kind of where everything takes place here at the surface of the mind for 30 45 seconds and then when you do drop down you stay there for you know a couple minutes and you're not timing it, you know, and I did when I first started, I was, I was like, Oh my God, how, how long was I in there? And <laughs> you, it, it eventually all that just fell away. And so, um, I'll find myself whether I'm just sitting in a chair, sitting cross-legged, just getting comfortable. Um, but that's how, but that's how you do it. And then just kind of being aware of what happened during that entire time. So, uh, once you come out of it, it's just saying, Oh, that was cool. That, you know, or not to say that you judge it, but just being aware of it. So if you want it, um, it's written by, um, yeah, I met him, Two weeks, two or three, or maybe a month ago, uh, Ron Rathbun. Um, it's called Keeley Meditation, K-E-L-E-E. And it's a, um, I like the green book. It's, it can get deep, but yeah. Do you want it? I'll take it. There you go. It's for there you. you. Go. I have another one too, Megan, if you Are want Are you just it. giving away other things? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm well, going to put the hero in away, my bag. <laughs> we're going to give ukuleles away one day. Um, no, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Ralph, I know that we kind I of had a well. deeper conversation about this last night, but... Um, but Ralph's gonna come in next week in the podcast like in robes and like, <laughs> the beads everywhere. No, it's um, it's it in, it just enhances your life and it's um, it's good. But you gotta be, you gotta be disciplined. You gotta be disciplined. I'm, I'm a disciplined guy. 
Okay. Sometimes. Awesome. <laughs> so, so that's my take on the meditation. Thanks for sharing. Yes. No problem. No problem. Um, last one. Speaking of people who could use meditation. Man, yeah, this will be the last topic of the day. <laughs> so we actually wanted to get into this really quickly. Um, is So there's a lot of going on with politics these days. Um, and But we want to cover two specific ones right here. And uh, it's interesting because... These are two people that we were talking about this again. I spent a lot of time with Ralph yesterday. <laughs> a lot of time. Last year at this time, I got to come out. Hold on. I was just kind of like, got to come out of what I was just talking about. Last year at this time, we, um, in terms of the political landscape for the president of the United States, uh, if you're a betting man, you would have put money on Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. Right. Well, here a year later, there's a possibility. It could be Bernie Sanders, who I had no clue you know, last year, who was, and Donald Trump. Who was the host of The Apprentice. Well, I mean, the good thing, the good thing though, too, is, Crazy. is, you know, the more and more I learn about politics, and, and you don't get to experience it that much because there's really only an election every four years. So within 30 years, how many elections have you gone through? Not that many still when, you, when you're talking about 30 years. But um, generally, the percentage of that... Uh, uh, the percentage of time the the two front runners at the very beginning of the race right. actually are competing against each other for the presidency is slim is very slim which i thought was interesting and um, even eight years ago people thought it was going to be hillary clinton yeah and you, this guy named barack obama came around and he had like he had like less than 10 percent of the of of before the primaries i believe he had like less than 10 percent um polling yeah. which is crazy considering he's our president you right. know what i mean um but even but I think it was that woodworks. same year too. People thought it was going to be Giuliani was going to be the the hands down. Um, it's just it's absolutely crazy sometimes how um, I guess the the better orator or statesman on stage, um, depending on who you're actually talking to, right? Because uh, Trump is a better order or orator towards his base. You know what I mean? That's what they want as a president, right? But um, does it really rely on the resume? Does it only rely on major talking points? Obviously, it's not stage? the resume because he, he has no political background. But he has background in Business. companies and putting together successful companies. Now, we could get into a Whether lot of or not they... Correct, correct. Right. We won't go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, but here's what, here's what I really wanted to bring up, too, which was these are two, as they're saying, non-establishment candidates, right? right? You know, Hillary's... Bernie's been in politics, you know, his whole life, right? But he's never been kind of like the establishment one that goes like that goes all along what the Democrats right. are saying, right? And same thing with Trump. I mean, he's he some some would even classify him as a liberal, you know, you know, as of four or five years ago, right? Right. And so, well, he was a Democrat. So what's interesting here is that they're both appealing to a specific crowd in the United States. Now the question is: Are they the, are each one of their bases the majority? Right. I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the independents are such a slim, slim uh, portion of of uh, you know whether you're talking about right, middle, or left. But th they but the independents are the ones that win elections. Previously, right. But here's something else: is is that Bernie Sanders from the ages of 18 to 25, I think this is in New Hampshire, had an 85% um, uh, polling rate. Meaning, you know, 85% of those between 18 right. and 25 Approval. 
actually voted for him. I don't think it's approval. I think like voted for him in the in the primaries. So what if you know what I'm saying there is that's all everything you're saying is previous stuff. But what if like truly the young crowd start showing up? Like it's very we'll get to John Trump in a second, but with Bernie Sanders, it's very similar to Ron Paul. Um, was it four or eight years ago where he did rile up some some big young votes because he libertarian ran, libertarian votes. yeah and but a lot it, he had a big he had a big young following but could never really get it going why is it that bernie sanders is getting it going with young kids i'll tell you is well, it because he's over promising that's actually a really good point um i just think it's the movement right um over the last four eight years um and, you know, a lot of us have lived it, too. You have student loan debt. You literally do have, and the feeling is very true, um, that, you know, people, millennials, 20s, uh, early 30s, don't necessarily, are, are very worried about their future. Right. Right? Do they, and it's, Hillary says it, everyone says it, it's very true. There's a, a feeling there that between student loan debt, the, almost like the, the, society forcing you to go to college but who's going to pay for it you right. know what i mean um college tuitions are spiking. so expensive i don't even know how sure. you know i get worried about myself i couldn't i couldn't imagine if i was 20 or 17 thinking about i gotta go to college after college tuition yeah. within the last 10 years you, but here's the SUNY, thing is suny new york schools have like uh, a double you know and that's a state school but here's, I don't, here's I don't, my question is and I'm, I'm play, just saying the ideology has right. grown. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Is that is that really a big issue though? Yes, it is. Huge. Okay. Huge. You want, um, in regards to student loans and well, look at the people that you're talking about. Then 18 to 25. Sure, exactly. What is it? Is it a big issue for 25 to 45 year olds? Yeah, because they still have student loans. Will this affect them at all? What the student loans? Absolutely. No, 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 no. What? if Bernie Sanders wants to put anything in effect, they already have their loans. Those loans are not going to be wiped out, are they? Because it could be easy because what you're doing is, I mean, there's been, um, cause what he wants to do, there's been laws created where you can only get, um, uh, charged for your student loans. You can only get charged for your student loans depending on what your income is. Got it. So, right? so what he's running on is for people currently affordable with affordable student loans. Uh, is that going forward or is that retroactive of people who say, Hey, I have a $200,000 debt. Can can what I don't know what the story is with that because I know um I know some people that don't pay nearly as much in student loans that I do yet their loans are like sure. you know ninety thousand um, dollars. So you think it's so, so okay? So we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. So you think it's a big I deal? Feel, basically, I don't know what the legislation is, and I, I think a lot of voters don't know either of what is actually in effect right now to reduce right. the cost of student loans. Um, however. There is a lot of frustration of the people that are not seeing it on their sure. end. So, all right. So, you think it's a big deal, okay? Just yes or no? Yes. Okay. Do you think that immigration is a big deal? Immigration being a big deal. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, actually, I you do. You don't care what... I do only for the fact of just check mark, get that out of politics. Let's just, you know, not make that a talking point anymore. So, you don't think that immigration should be a talking point? Right. So, let's almost... Let's take care of it now. Let's get some bipartisan effort... Let's pass something. Got it. Okay, I see what you're saying. let's stop the BS. Okay, but what I'm getting to is you see that on one hand that college tuition and debt is a big issue and immigration is a big issue. The, and funny enough, here's the crazy thing is a year ago, we really weren't talking about these two things. Because immigration? Not the way that Trump has brought it to the forefront, right? right. And With the wall. 
with what whatever. So what I'm saying is he picked something and was able to market it to the masses saying, mm-hmm. this is it. This is the big issue right here. And Bernie, you know, I know he's been championing this for a while, et cetera, but was able to market that to the masses as well. And so they were able to pick better things than, let's say, Jeb or Hillary. Would you agree with that? Well, and, I should and say not better, but uh, more appealing things for well, the We base. talked about this yesterday and something I really wanted to bring up. And if we were to concentrate just on Bernie and Hillary, um, Bernie's spiking in the polls. Hillary's stance is... I'm not going to um, I'm I'm not going to bring up anything that I can't achieve. Right. So Hillary's stance. Oh, and I can't even hear you guys. But Hillary's stance is uh, the that she's not coming out with any bold plans because she doesn't want to overpromise. Right. Bernie's spiking in the polls because he's overpromising and talking about stuff he'll pass, which will never have any chance of passing. Right. So it's almost like, what's that? What's that middle ground? If there is such a thing. Right. Should Hillary just start coming out and making bold promises that she'll never pull off? Just like what Bernie's doing right now. Do you think? And just like what the Republicans have done in the past, which has got them essentially overthrown for Donald Trump because they overpromise stuff that they can't pass. Do you think that Bernie is overpromising right now? Yes, absolutely. Do you think that Donald Trump is overpromising right now? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. And they're and they're the two front runners. Look at Jeb. Do you see what I'm doing here? Look at Hillary. Is that the two front runners right now? You could arguably say that Bernie Sanders is a front runner. Uh, he's definitely not because there's a lot of moderate states, but he's he's coming close, man. Right. Right. Um, and I'm not. And, and he, I don't really don't think there's still like a, a 55 percent chance. I mean, I guess it's a flip of coin still, but that Hillary um, wins the Democratic nominee. Um, however. You can't predict a surge in Bernie because the Bernie's coming out with with you know the punches and Hillary's just standing behind him taking it. You know right. what I mean? So I can't predict where Hillary's going to be, but it's not looking good right now. She's still front runner, but it ain't looking good. Interesting. Did you see? And I I don't want to get caught up in the caucuses and primaries, but did you see that one of the main reasons that Hillary won was when there is a tie in yes. a certain caucus? Did you know this? So let's just say fifty years, literally standing over here for Bernie and fifty are standing over here for Hillary. The way they decide who wins that precinct, the flip of the coin. Yep. Um, they investigated that. At the end of the day, uh, the the amount of delegates that went out to Hillary versus Bernie sure. was minute. I mean, sure. it was like still, 22 to 20 or something It comes down like to that. a flip of the coin. Those did. Yeah, and it's crazy how each state makes up its own rules on how it votes yeah. for uh, for for their nominees. Yep. Um, so... Bur- so Bernie and Trump in a national election. Who wins? Bernie versus Trump in a national election. I don't even want to think about it. Why not? If you had to, if you had to say, if you're a betting man, you have to put five hundred. I'll tell down. you. I'll tell you exactly who who would win. Okay. Um, I, I heard Trump. A, I heard a stat Trump that would win. I heard a stat out. I'm there just asking you, Ralph. That Democrats usually win when it's high turnout. You did say that, yes. Uh huh. So if by any chance Bernie actually wins the Democratic nominee, I can get the high turnout and can get the high turnout. Turnout. I think Bernie has a shot. So you say Bernie. She says. She says Trump. What do you say? Of the I two. say it's a Trump Bernie ticket. But all right. So of the two, who do you say? No, they're together. Oh, they join forces at the end um. and say we got you all. Awesome. Great show. Thank you, guys. 
Hope you guys at home enjoyed watching us. Yeah. Uh, so Megan, what are we giving away? <laughs> All right, we're giving away a Hero Four from GoPro. No, it's not a Euro. It's like you're not going to eat this thing. It's not a Euro. It's, it's a Hero, a Hero oh. Four <laughs> oh, on fleek today. You're on fleek. Hero <laughs> Four from GoPro, valued at four hundred dollars. If you want to win one, just email us podcast at thealternativedaily.com. And yeah, also, if you want to learn more about Keely and how to meditate and be more enlightened like Jake Carney is. Stop it. No. You can email <laughs> Jake at thealternativedaily.com and he'll send you a book. Thanks for giving my private email address out there. I thought that was known. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty no, known. If you guys do want it, just email me. I'll, we'll get something out to you. And if you like our podcast and you want to listen to others, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and thealternativedaily.com. And maybe YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah. we used to be on YouTube with videos. And Ralph, where can we find you at? Where? What, my email address? Yeah, or your Swipe right, girls. <laughs> Swipe <and> right. <laughs> <laughs> or your Twitter handle or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I'm going to have to be more, more in tune with Your this. cell phone number? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 555-something-something-something-something-something. <laughs> awesome. Something. Well, we'll see how this turns out from the video. If it do- if it doesn't turn out... We uh, both get GoPros. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't turn I'm out... praying it doesn't work. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll find a way to get on there soon. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. You have to wave. That's it. Yay. That's it. Turn it off. <laughs>